Did you know many stores are now charging for Doodle Desk up to an amazing 600 pounds? But you won't pay prices. That's right, you can steal. 48 minutes of dog barking. 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 Growl. Oh boy, another one in the books, huh, buddy? Yeah, yeah, you know, we just can't stop. Can't stop making the content. Uh, we well, are particularly because you're going to be out of town next I, week. I am. I am. I'm going to Minnesota, Minneapolis, in particular. Minnesota, the home of my people, the ancestral homeland of of guys that walk like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, my my uh, my dad's side of the family is actually from uh, from the oh, north okay. there. So yeah, it, it, both literally and vibes wise, I am <laughs> from there. Yeah. In all ways but physical, I am from Minnesota. <laughs> I am always in Minnesota. When you close your eyes, I am there with you. Exactly. Yeah, I'm the Tom Joad of being from Minnesota. <laughs> what a way to open the show. Hey, it's 40 Minutes of Dogs Barking. My name is Jason, and this here is Brian. Hey. Hey. Hey, I'm just, I'm just kind of like thinking like... What would be like the grapes of wrath, but happening in Minnesota? Like, what do they make it? Like, they don't. It's not like Wisconsin where they have. What's like an export of? Um. Well, they make uh, juicy Lucy's. They make the the burgers with cheese in them. Mm-hmm. God damn! I go. For the, a they make uh, unreleased Prince albums. Sure. <laughs> that's big... Oh, that's one of the things you're going to do. Is you're going to go. You're going to go to Paisley gonna, Park. I'm going to go to Paisley Park. Yes. And, and First Avenue. I'm going to First Avenue. And you're going. And you're going to free all the children locked in the basement. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I'm bringing my air <laughs> in, and I'm going to go down. <laughs> in Minecraft in parody, 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 parody. A joke, um, joke, parody. Um, <laughs> that would be so great, though. There's this yeah. Some, if I arrive some... <laughs> at Paisley Park and then I got a fucking security no, detail, it feels like Eric Andre bit. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You're showing the Paisley yeah. Park trying to get the children out of the basement and the unreleased songs, <laughs> both. Yeah, both. They're, they're all in the vault. They're the mulch. <laughs> the the mulch children of the basement. The vault children. <laughs> That's right. He did have that album Rainbow Children, and I'm sure some people in the QAnon circle found that a little weird. But uh, he's passed on. Children. He had uh, one child. Unfortunately, uh, died uh, very, 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 very like. Uh, wasn't even like properly like stillborn. He was just uh, oh, yeah, because he did a whole record called Expectation, and his girlfriend was pregnant. He's he's so fucking psyched, and then and yeah, the, the child died. So his living relatives are like a half sister and a couple other scattered relatives, and they're all at war over his estate, and it's a whole fucking mess. It hurts a fucking. And he's got fucking. You know, three hundred hours of unreleased shit in this vault that no one can see, because he left no will because he wasn't expecting that he was just gonna like take too many of whatever he was on and just fucking yeah, he die. Was like, like his last foes of him alive are like Al Walgreens. Yeah, he had just done a show. He was leaving here and he had to he had to make a premature landing because he was having kind of a weird reaction to whatever drug he was on, and that was like two three days before he died in his home. It's just it's weird. Now, there's a prevailing theory 
this is all the prince heads here are going to know this one already, but there's a prevailing theory that his death was tangentially related to him being a Jehovah's Witness, right? Because Jehovah's Witnesses, one of the things they don't do is blood transfusions, which meant that he couldn't get a much-needed surgery on his bad hip, which mm-hmm. he had, I mean, over the years, doing splits, doing crazy shit, he fucked up Wearing his hip. heels. Well, I mean... Just they, being yeah. prince. It's just, yeah, just being the man in the purple cape. Yeah, it'll, it'll take it out of you. But, but he had fucked up his hip, and so he was on whatever painkiller it was, and he took too much and he died because he didn't get the surgery because his religion pro- prohibits... Mm-hmm. Blood transfusions. That's some real Steve's job shit there. It feels like, you know, religion has once again taken from us someone, you know. But it's been a while. I, I, I kind of let that go. But I'm very excited to go to the uh, to the land of a, a 10,000 lakes and uh, get myself a, a Juicy Lucy and, and, and try the Minneapolis-style pizza, which is apparently St. Louis-style pizza, but you burn the cheese. I could get <laughs> into that. Shit. Yeah. It'd be like kind of caramelized a little bit. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the pictures I've seen look gross, but I'm sure if it's done properly. I don't it's... know, man. I used to think like my dad, he'd have a couple Milwaukee's best, you know, mm-hmm. for the football game or something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, while he was like playing Super Nintendo with me and my brother. <laughs> yeah. And he'd like throw like a Hunt's pizza mm. in the oven. And sometimes, you know, we get a little, little heated. Right, and you kind of forget that playing Street Fighter or something, watching right. the game. You forget to set a timer, you know. Yeah, and so and like you know what? I've had a couple pizzas that were a little burnt. That actually, like, you know what? This kind of this kind of does the deal. Do you like the burnt cheese? Question mark or is it that that there is a positive associated with that? Oh no! Like I've, I mean, because some people do that. My, other points in my life, I have accidentally like burnt a frozen pizza or something or have pizza that was a little overcooked right and you've got like that kind of blackish char like it's yeah. still edible it doesn't make you sick it's not like no no it's like not, uh, yeah. charcoal or anything and like yeah that's still like enjoyable i think sometimes certain frozen pizzas actually if you overcook them a little bit actually got a little bit more like kick i've done that to a tony's i've had a tony's that i've yeah. overcooked so yeah i, I can i can vouch oh, there's for, also some of those that. cheaper frozen pizzas if you cook them like they say on the box like they mm-hmm. don't ever really actually get good you kind of no. gotta the be cheese a little doesn't melt right you gotta kind of be a little stupid <laughs> on you kind of have to be a single you kind of be in the mindset of a single mom doing it all by herself gotcha well see i here's me bragging on myself i i've stopped doing the frozen pizzas yeah God, we used to get fucking Papa Murphy's, which is like the Qdoba of pizza places. You may, yeah. you know, you tell them what you want on all this stuff. They take EBT. I know that because when my family, when my mom lost her job in the recession, sure, uh, she was on the EBT. Was it still EBT or was it Snap? I can't remember. I can't remember exactly. This is. I just remember when she was on government assistance for a little bit um, before she got another job. Um, which is a weird thing for a computer programmer to be like doing a computer. Like it happens. I know a couple guys. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. she, she's like, Hey, these programs are here. I ain't necessarily too proud about it, but I'm going to do it. But pop remember he's was like, you know, they got EBT. And I'm like, yeah, and I didn't and like, yeah, the pizza's not that bad. Like, no, they're not, they're not that bad. But I think what gets me about Papa Murphy's is that they expect me to have, you know, skills putting their pizza in my oven. No, 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 no. So what I do is I get a four pack of naan from Aldi. Mm-hmm. I use that as my my. I've heard I've heard this bread. method. Yeah, and then I 
put all my toppings on and, and bake that for like 15 minutes till the naan just starts to crisp up just a little bit. Ooh. And then we, uh, that's our pizza and a movie night every week. So we do that pretty regularly. Sounds and nice. I've gotten away from going places to get pizza. But when I do, it's either going to be some insane like pie shit where it's like a $30 pizza. Yeah. <laughs> or it's going to be the $7 Domino's. And the only reason I say Domino's is because Domino's, by default, has garlic crust. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about my wife, my wife, she, she, thank you, she's, I was waiting for it, she's the one who will put garlic on fucking anything. Oh, I'll put anything. garlic. I'll put garlic on anything. I, I understand. I have limits to what I will put garlic on. She does not. See, that's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I made a pot of chili last weekend Ooh. and like fucking slow cooked that motherfucker for like eight hours. You were saying that. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You I fucking, I fucking turned that motherfucker up. Hell yeah. Caramelize the onions a little bit. Have to. Throw the uh, red pepper in there. That's how I like to do it. I think right before I add in the ground beef to brown that, I put in the garlic because garlic sometimes can overcook a little too quick depending on how you do yeah it. you want it brown but you don't want it burnt yeah for sure so put that in there and then as i'm seasoning the meat mm. i'm gonna put a little garlic powder in there <laughs> <laughs> just just to be sure just just in case just in case yeah, yeah i mean i wanna... was doing other spices but i'm like i like a good garlicky uh chili the only reason i buy it from domino's because they have a garlic crust so obviously i'm not opposed to garlic right. i cook with garlic all the time hell half the meals i do i start with Onion, pepper, garlic. Like, oh, it's yeah. Just no. a, it's yeah. a nice base, and you can work on it from there. Yeah, I make a tikka masala that way. I make yeah. a chili that way. You know, it's like you can, you can do 15, 20 different dishes just with those three ingredients as your starter. So I'm, I'm, believe me, I'm, I'm a garlic fanatic. I'm always buying the shit. Do you – okay, so do you buy the pre-mince or do you mince your own? Because that's a fucking bugabear that I have. I will mince garlic if I'm, like, doing, like, uh, like a special Italian dish for my lady – so if you're taking your time and if you've got it all planned out, not on like a regular weekday. No. Like no. If, if it's like a, a Saturday or a weekend meal and we're not like pressed for time, like I'll, I'll, I like actually like cutting garlic. I find the beef a lot of fun, like fucking crushing it up, getting the oils out. And I, and obviously it's, it's a better flavor and everything. But most of the time, like particularly if you're doing a chili, you can just fucking squeeze the sh- squeeze oh, yeah. that shit out. Well, because I get the jars. I love mm-hmm. the jars because yep. it comes with the olive oil. And I usually use, I, I overdo the olive oil and everybody tells me that. And I don't fucking care because I'm cooking, god damn it. And so, <laughs> like, yeah, it comes in the olive oil. So I'm like, okay, great. I get two for one. I get to do two ingredients at the same time. If I'm making meatloaf especially. Mm-hmm. Meatloaf is such a, uh, you know, god, it's real twiggy. Meatloaf. Yeah, you got to be real, real careful with the meatloaf because it, it can go real bad real quick. Yeah, there's a difference between having the meatloaf that's got like a kind of a crisp crust. A crust is optimal, yes, but yeah, and then, then you get one that just tastes like oh, so I just like bit into a like a dead body. It's like dog food. Yeah, yeah, not good. Yeah, it's not, it's not, you can't even say you're eating dog food, right? You like, you oh, made, I mean, I'm you made it for you. <laughs> ah, geez, what I expect from this dog food tasting right. bad, you know? Yeah. Like, but no, no, that was supposed to be for human consumption, and yet here we are. Here we are. The fucking birds are leaving the trees in the yard. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't. I don't think anyone wants this. Several dogs have run away from your yard. <laughs> They're not even coming in close. You check. You're checking that the Tower Grove lost pet. <laughs> it's just Facebook group is just blowing going hog wild. Yeah, some some motherfucker <laughs> has lost his goddamn parakeet for the eighth time. I'm so tired of that dude. <laughs> Wait, is that real? 
No, 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 no. <laughs> not a real guy, but it feels real enough. Oh, like, dude, yeah, it's just, just every once in a while I'll see on my Facebook feed like a like St. Louis lost pet or something. It's like yeah. a, it's always a bird. I'm it's like, a fucking I, bird. I, I like it. just think it's like, yo, man, there's one thing a bird really has in space. <laughs> It's getting away from shit. Like yeah. that bird's like that bird's gone, that bird's man. Gone. <laughs> like, Unless you got a messenger pigeon or some shit. You, yeah, that bird it's is like your, Af- your African gray is. <laughs> He's pining for the fjords. Get him out of <laughs> here. Like much like the children of Arkansas are pining for the mines. Exactly. Yeah. But see, that's why I have cats, man. Fucking cats. Oh, my cat got out. Give him like twenty minutes, and he'll be hungry. He'll come pawing at the damn door. He's fine. You want? To, can I tell? Can I tell a story if I just oh dog please shit my I, I I love I but love how, your story. Do, how how no pun to how dog shit my family <laughs> <laughs> literally so everyone who hears the story is both going to laugh and also hate it okay I'm ready I'm so, ready to do both one time you met my father you didn't mm. know it was my father but you know my father in, in, a, so. in a vague way and this will probably sound that's like been him. so long but yeah. But one time when I was in grade school, I want to say like second or third grade, he came back from a, like a fishing trip with a buddy with a German shepherd. No, <laughs> he came back with a dog. Like he came back. He just <laughs> he was just like, hey, like, you know, this is like something my dad would come back from a fishing trip and I have like a finally like I found this pair of Oakleys in the reeds sure. or some shit. Okay. That's but like you found a whole a ass fucking dog. dog. Yeah, that's God. somebody's dog, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so he took this dog Jesus and he named it Roscoe okay Roscoe, All right. Roscoe did not want to be indoors <laughs> Roscoe Roscoe was pining oh, yeah. for the fields yeah. and small lakes of Union Missouri oh boy and but my dad was convinced that this dog was a good deal oh, no. and Roscoe was not necessarily a terrible dog yeah. Roscoe just didn't want to be in Ferguson he did not <sighs> shit he I can't imagine like, he didn't. Too many dogs. I never had a pet dog. Yeah, yeah. And I liked the dog. The dog was kind. Of, I, I admit the dog was shitty. It wasn't necessarily great around kids, but the dog was good enough. The dog didn't like bite me or anything. The dog was just like didn't know about little human beings. Yeah, it, it was, it was like around. a farm dog yeah, or some shit. Yeah, yeah. It ate the cushion of the couch. <laughs> well, it ate the fabric. So my dad just took like an old Afghan that he oh, got from somewhere and wrapped it around today. the foam. <laughs> so that that was that was the couch. That was the main couch in the living room uh, for a number of years. It was just well, perfectly for, good couch. What are you it's about? a perfectly good couch. This guy have this Afghan that just smells like carpet cleaner. Well, at least it didn't smell like cat piss or something. That's no, that's it just a, it just know. smelled a little sterile in a way that was off putting. Yeah. But so that was the couch. Okay. So the couch no longer had a, a, a cloth covering. It was the, the <laughs> Afghan. Okay. And after a while, some of the foam started to disappear. No. Because Roscoe was like, you know what? This foam can go <laughs> this, too. This foam tastes real good. <laughs> I want to get this. This foam, this foam can eat shit. Would you find the like balls of foam hanging around? Or oh, yeah. Just... There would be like balls in like, me and my brother. <laughs> Take chunks of foam and just like <laughs> chuck them at each other. <laughs> the dog chewed up foam. It's like fucking Sarah Moore watching Beekman's World, just yeah, chucking chug. foam at each other, oh, farting man. on our sister, and <laughs> being <laughs> shitty kids. And uh, I didn't live with my father. Yeah, I was there on weekends. And one like Friday night, my dad was like picking me up, 
and he's like driving me back to the house and he's like i, I got something to tell you um roscoe got loose and um couldn't find him sorry he's, he's gone oh i was upset yeah and i was like oh that roscoe the, the dog that ruined ruined my dad's house <laughs> this, dog, this dog did not want to be confined monster dog the dog, yeah. the dog that literally said reject modernity embrace the fields of union missouri <laughs> the story was that my sometimes we put the dog out in the backyard in the leash sure my brother was retrieving the dog from outdoors you know, he was outdoors. He was, he did his business. My brother's not a big pet person, not even even back then. And so, like, yeah, you know, he probably put on the leash. It was a big leash. It wasn't like a five foot leash, and the dog was sitting in its own filth. Mm. But he took Roscoe off the leash and was gonna walk with him into the house. And Roscoe was just like, you know what? It seems like a good time to just fucking bolt and went over <laughs> fucking he, legged it yeah as my brother described it to me as his little brother okay yeah he just kind of went over the fence <laughs> and then he went over the next fence <laughs> and by the time i realized what he was doing i thought i ain't gonna chase him <laughs> that's He's how not wrong yeah. that's how roscoe like got loose and i remember the last time i i saw my brother seven years ago and was that when you were in san francisco no that's when i was in portland oh portland. Still live in portland and i was like ask him about that and he's like i don't know if you remember that dog sucked <laughs> <laughs> and i wasn't going to chase after a dog i didn't like <laughs> and, and uh and i also wasn't like gonna go run through the neighbor's yards because yeah. some of the neighbors were a little spicy and uh <laughs> it's just like one of those things where like yeah i'm an indoor kid yeah <laughs> And, uh, yeah, dog this, sucked anyway. Huh? <laughs> dog, yeah, that dog. That dog didn't want to live. And he specifically said, "I don't think that dog liked living with our father." <laughs> and I think that dog was just like, "I'm tired of a guy that drinks Walkie's best and eats Little Caesars pizza and uh, makes hamburgers way too often." I think that dog was just like, "This is not the life I saw for myself." And he got out of there, and who knows what happened with Roscoe, but that's that was the first dog I ever quote-unquote had. Uh, yeah, that's a... Damn. All right. Well, uh, rest in peace, Roscoe. I'm assuming <laughs> Roscoe, he's... I uh, hope, <laughs> hope, hope you got back out to Union, Missouri, right. into the fields. I, I, I just... Who, that just shows you what kind of, kind of man my father is. He just yeah. took a whole-ass dog. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> this yep, this is good. my dog now. <laughs> I, I don't see a brand on him. <laughs> I bet my dad was my logic was like he ain't got no marks, he no tags, nobody. He, 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 my dad probably thought he identifiable. Yeah, that's just a German Shepherd. It's a free dog. <laughs> free, free dog. Just like he was like fishing. Yeah, probably drinking antifreeze. Oh, probably. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. Or we might have even gone paintball with his buddies. Yeah, and just like free dog, like me, I'm a ca- I'm a I'm a cautious man. Yeah, I'd be like you know, if the dog's free, I don't, I probably don't want. It. Well, you know, there's that old phrase about like looking a gift horse in the mouth, but f- you kind of have to, I guess, at a yeah. certain point. Like, yeah, you're gonna yeah, get a. You know, this isn't a pair of sunglasses. Dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, is a, this is a whole this ass, ass dog. Whole ass dog. <laughs> and a German Shepherd. Right. Which is already a pretty willful. I was animal. gonna say, yeah, they, they're not they're not docile by any. No, that, is, that dog yeah. that dog was not getting the stimulation it needed no. by eating the couch. <laughs> God no. That's not the only dog my dad has ever had that like 
eight furniture. <laughs> was it the only one that he found while he was out with his friends? <laughs> there was. I'm sensing a no. I'm sensing a no coming up. <laughs> every dog my dad has gotten was kind of like someone being like, I ain't going to eat the other half of the sandwich. <laughs> I thought my dad's hand was kind of like, well, he was going to get rid of it anyways, and he got the fucking dog. I, Jesus Christ. Every single dog was just kind of like someone being like, hey, this jacket doesn't fit me anymore. Yeah. Well, you know. I could take it to the Goodwill, or I could try wearing it. It's like three sizes too small. Hey, you know what? The elbows feel good. <laughs> no, I think every one dog was a customer of his yeah. who had purebred black labs. Okay. He was a breeder. And his wife left the dog out, and is assumed that a wolf or a similar wild dog oh, no. mated with the female. Oh, and so this was a half wolf, half black lab. That was absolutely insane. <laughs> God, this is me. I love my father, but he lives the sort of life that needs to be be talked about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are the ancestors of the historical John Sutter, and he was a trashy-ass terrible person. We got to keep it fucking going. I was going to say, yeah. When that dog died... He, I remember him calling me. I was on like my lunch break at Blockbuster. <laughs> and he was like, well, Holly died. I'm like, yeah, oh, man, I'm really sorry. Man, that dog lived forever. And he's like, yeah, you know, she was just getting old. And yeah, so uh, what I did was I took uh, took the collar off her. I don't know. And I went down to the Humane Society and told him what I had. And I said, you know, I just found in the middle of the road. I just, uh, <laughs> oh, no. didn't want any kids to see it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, no. I'm just thinking... You That's, didn't have to tell me that. I was, yeah. like, I was like, Dad, I know you're all about the hard living, but I don't need to know like, the details of like, how... This is like yeah. a fucking, you know, fucking McCormick novel here. Yeah, some C- shit. Cormac McCarthy shit. Yeah, yeah. Cormac McCarthy-ass shit. Like, this is like something from like No Country from old, for Old Men. <laughs> I found this dog on the road. What's, what's the most you ever lost on a dog? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my dining room set. <laughs> oh man, I was okay. So I, I was this close. I was this close to taking a dog home. I'm, as you know me, I'm a cat person. I got four fucking cats in this house. I got uh, Gibson, the 17 year old, mm-hmm. right? Apple, who was a Christmas present to our kids when they were six. So she's now seven years old. Cora, we got. March 2020, so she's our coronavirus cat, and then Vivian, who's the newest member of the crew, she's not even a year old. We were fostering like eight different cats. Yeah, I remember I came over one time like that's a lot of cats. That's a lot of cats. <laughs> well, I said we're not we're not going to keep them. We're not going to you know we're not keeping a cat. We're not keeping a cat. We're not keeping a cat. We have three. That's plenty. Da 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 da. And then I get COVID. I'm out here isolating, and by the time I'm out of isolation. We have a kitten. <laughs> like, the cat. That's, that's cat our cat. Chose, we're its chosen family. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, apparently, the story goes, somebody had agreed to take Vivian from us. Mm-hmm. And then they never showed up. Now, I don't know if that's true or if that's something my wife told me so that I would be okay with the cat living here. But 
<laughs> it doesn't seem like it's on bad or anything. I mean, it's it's as far as lies go. If she did lie about that, it's fine. She's she's a sweetheart. I love her. But we went to the ASPCA or uh, the APA. I'm sorry, they, they don't call themselves the ASPCA anymore. They're, they're called the APA. Part of this was our kids are 13. They're starting to get real tired of the summer reading programs of the library. But we do them every year because everybody in this house is a fucking reader. We mm-hmm. just bookshelf after bookshelf. Congratulations on having a, a, a attention span. I know. Well, not so much me. My kids, they're great mm-hmm. readers. Me, I, it takes me a while. But I, I do eventually read them. <laughs> we went to the APA because you get credit for going to the APA in this summer reading program through the city. Mm-hmm. So we're there. We're looking at the cats. And the cats are cool. Three of them had like feline leukemia, and like one or two of them had FIV, which is like the feline version of AIDS. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's not ideal. And then I said, well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go next door and look at the dogs. I looked at this one fucking dog and fell in love, and it was almost, I was this close to walking out with this dog. Dog named Rosie, sweetheart, mm-hmm. black lab, big eyes. Gave me the, gave me this look. You know that one. You know, the yeah. dog look. The dog look where it's like, I love you. And, <laughs> and I know it was just like, get me the fuck out of here. But still, I've never been a dog person. My grandparents had a dog named Bro. First of all, fucking love the name. But <laughs> my grandparents had a dog named Bro. And Bro was the shaggiest golden retriever. you could. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just it's a floof. Just a, a bundle of hair. And he just had... Insane amounts of energy. And my grandparents at the time, you know, they're in their mid-70s. They don't have the fucking energy to deal with this dog. And we have a very similar situation. The dog's going nuts and eating stuff. So I'm looking at this dog at the APA, and I'm like having teenage flashbacks to like dogs destroying furniture, dogs shitting everywhere. I'm like, you know what? Uh, Maybe today is not the day. (laughs) (laughs) It's because we always had, my my wife and I have had a, a running joke. When we first got Gibson, and this was, again, 17 years ago. This cat's fucking old. When we first got him, we said, well, you know, we, we, can't, have a, a, we can't have a dog until the cat dies. <laughs> and, and he's going to outlive every last one of us to, keep, to prove that fucking point. Right. That guy's, he's on three different medications. And that, 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 yeah. Old man. But uh, he's also, he's the only cat I've been able to toilet train. Did I ever tell you this? Have you ever seen him do it? I it seems like a crime against God. As I first read about it in fucking Akewood in that comic. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've known about that for a while, but I just never knew too many people that, that did it. Yeah, when we first got him, we lived in a little apartment in South City. So it was down almost to the Illinois side. We were real on that edge. And we're living in this little apartment. We get Gibson. You know, we got a litter box. But, but one of these days, we're like, well, we're going to try this. We're going to see if this works. It took him a while, but eventually he, because what you do, at least in the more modern variation, is you take a aluminum pan, kind of like the ones that I barbecue with. You've seen me mm-hmm. with the aluminum pan. You take those, you shape it to the shape of the toilet seat, you put flushable litter in it, and then you let them use the litter box on the toilet as normal. And then you start poking holes, and then eventually you take the pan away, and they just go in the toilet. That's the whole principle of the thing. We got him to a point where he was both peeing and pooping in the toilet, and and it was like, 
a party trick. We would have people over. <laughs> We'd have people oh, over. Cat's about to do it. Yeah, we, it's exactly it. We'd have people over, and we would be looking around the corner because you know the living room's here, and then the bathroom's down the hall, and we're okay. He's going. He's going. Everybody, quiet, quiet, quiet. Because you don't want to freak him out. And <laughs> we would come around the corner, and he'd be on the toilet, pissing, and then you'd see his tail go up, and you'd see him drop a log. It's like fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Amazing. But, but then he got a hold of my wife liked to sew, she still does, does that a lot. But she uses a sewing machine and he got a hold of some clippings, some string, and decided that it was a good idea to eat it. Yes, I know how this goes. Now, that is the moment, maybe two years old, that I thought, Well, this cat's gonna die. Yeah. Uh, and and he damn near did. But thankfully, we were able to, to scrape the money together and get him the surgery and get the get the string out of him. Uh, but after that, he wouldn't go to the toilet because it hurt. He had just done stomach surgery. So I was like, okay, you're fine. Recently, like within the past two years, we said, let's do it again. Let's get him to go on the toilet. So now we got him back on the toilet. He's he's he goes uh, number one on the toilet. He, he'll piss like the day three a.m. I'll hear meow meow meow, and then. Because <laughs> he's he's let everyone know that he's going, and then he hops up on, and takes a piss. But I know I gotta act fast when I hear him, because then he's gonna hop down, stand in front of the shower, and just shit on the floor. <laughs> so that's, aren't aren't cats great when they get older? Because they'll do things like, oh that's so, oh man that's neat, and then they'll do something like, that's God damn it, yeah, that's disappointing. <laughs> that's my boy. So yeah, he's uh, amazing, my sweetheart. It's going to be weird because I'm going to be leaving him for a week. It's, you know, he's old. I don't know. Uh, know. He'll be okay. Well, the la- I mean, when I was 16, I had a cat named Xanadu, and this was my dad's cat. So that cat was about 16 years old. Yeah. Left on a trip, came back, and she was gone. Like, she laid out on the back porch and just passed away at home. So uh, I have that fear in the back of my mind every time I leave for any any long period of time. And we're going to go, you know, we're going well, to Minnesota for a week. And it's just, I'm like, well, I'm going to come back and he's going to be gone. At least that won't be like what my grandmother did. Oh, God. What? Oh, both sides of my family are just reprehensible in some respects. <laughs> oh, no. So part of my family lived, my aunt and her husband and their kids, my cousins, lived in North Carolina for decades until... My both my grandparents retired and everyone moved down to Texas and that's boy that's a whole other fucking story. Whereabouts in Texas? Like North? Uh, Deerfield. Okay. Creek, which is right outside of South Lake, which is one of the most terrifying <laughs> expressions of new urban. Yeah. It is. I have some relatives who moved from St. Louis to Plano, so. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean I've been to Plano. God, the one thing I hate about Texas, there's no fucking tree cover. You're just in it. Oof, yeah. Everything's fucking bright, and and because so much of that stuff's like new build, mm-hmm. you're just feeling everything. Oh, Anyways, yeah. I went to go visit family, like in Greensboro. When I was born, my grandparents had two dogs. They had a brown chow named Sasha, who hated me. And the only reason we knew Sasha died is I walked past her and she didn't growl at me. Oh. And my mom was like, oh, my mom was at home with home with me. Oh, no. And she was like, oh, a dog hates you. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, a dog's dead. Oh. But I remember Sasha, even though not liking me, a little kid being like a big, floofy, happy dog. Sure. And then there was like this mutt that they had named Daisy. And Daisy was a little bit younger than Sasha. And my grandmother said that 
before is how I'm made to understand it. Before we left, you know, for this vacation on the East Coast, okay, I'm going to take her to the border. Okay. Sometimes we leave the dog at like the veterinary clinic or whatever because they would do that. They'd have that service. And we come back, like my mom, one of her sisters, one that still lives here in St. Louis or was living in St. Louis at the time. Like, yeah, so where's Daisy? And my grandma was like, oh, I had her put to sleep. Okay. Didn't tell anybody? No. Jesus wept. Yeah. And I'll tell you one more other weird pet story. (laughs) This one's a little funnier. Okay, please. So my first cat was a tuxedo named Miss Kitty. Oh, I love when cats have proper name thank you yeah mr ted was my grandparents one he was also a tuxedo cat yes yes. she was very proper dressed for the occasion yes she one time got into some string oh no but this string passed okay not without some difficulty sure sure and my grandfather wasn't really much for cats but he was an animal lover and so he's this is probably the only time i ever saw him really interacting with the cat you know, like had like my mom or like maybe me like study the cat, and he basically per- pulled out a turd on a string. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> he's like, ain't this the damnedest thing? <laughs> <laughs> Holding it up like <laughs> I mean, really, it was it was like, can you believe it? God, God, God bless damn. him. Ah, oh, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> It's a Christmas miracle that cat survived. I'll yeah, tell you that, that cat lived. I think that cat probably got like high teens. Yeah, that that's, cat lived forever. That's great. Like, that was like yeah. the cat I got in like when I was like four or five, and that cat that's amazing. I think that cat lived until I was twenty one or twenty two. Yeah, it's about right. I mean, that's that's kind of the average uh, on the high end of the average of the, yeah. the lifespans there. So. Um, but. Yeah, that's that's a, a funnier yes, yeah, cat being string story. We didn't know she ate string. Like, why is the cat being such a pain in the ass? And yeah, my mom's like, well, I'm 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 seeing some stuff, but it looks like there's a string. Uh, must must have ate some of the yarn that grandma knits the Afghans with. Oh, and no. oh boy. Oh yeah, God, just just fucking river trash. All of us. <laughs> um, I, look, uh, I I've got my fair share of those stories too. Oh yeah, no, I mean. The North Alton Ski... Have I told the story about North Alton Ski Club? This is something my brother told me a couple of years ago. No, I don't think I've heard... So my dad was apparently a part of something called the North Alton Ski Club. Okay. Alton's kind of a semi-rural, but kind of also a party town. Hey, they got a casino and they got yeah. fast eddies. That's all, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like a weird place because it's kind of a blip, but you can you can definitely fuck up your life there really quick in very, a very, very short amount of time yes. in a small, small footprint. Number of bars and casinos is uh, oh, exponentially, yeah. yeah. But um, apparently North Alton uh, Ski Club was, you know, sounds like what it is. It was a bunch of guys riding like little boats and, and jet skis on the Mississippi. And apparently some of the some of the guys my dad did this with, they would go down from like the arch and showboat. And uh, one of his buddies apparently oh, was no. like blackout drunk and slammed into the floating McDonald's. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh, Oh, I just, I just, I have so many fond memories of the floating McDonald's. God, that floating McDonald's whipped ass. It was the same shit you get anywhere else, but you were on a goddamn boat eating McDonald's. I mean, what, all, what else do you want out of life? Damn boat. 80s 90s era downtown st louis was a was a fucking trip dude 
because my cousins and I, for some reason, it was just my cousins, Megan, Kelly, Brian, and myself. For whatever reason, the four of us would always be going downtown to that mall to get photos with Santa. Yeah, that, that was, particular mall. One of my earliest memories is going to the downtown mall and getting uh, photos with Santa. I still like. I still have those. I still yeah. have these random ass photos. And again, these were cousins I didn't see all the time. I see Megan a lot more now. In yeah. fact, she's taking care of Gibson this week. But like, you know, they lived close to where we are now. But I lived in Forreston. I was the North County kid. Mm-hmm. Why they chose the four of us? To go sit on Santa's slab, I have no fucking clue. But yeah, I have like two or three different ones from different years of the four of us doing the the Christmas Santa at the the downtown mall, which is sadly I don't even know what the hell's there now. It's like a I don't know subway. Um, I don't. <laughs> there's like nothing there. That that mall was fucking bizarre. It's like a movie theater. Right? There's a movie theater there. I think yes, yeah, where MX is. But yeah, MX uh, Cigarellos. Mm. Like it's about like uh, fucking swishers. Yeah, I'm not making any judgments on that. It's just like not I don't, a pleasant smell because St. Louis downtown is set up in a really fucked up way, and there's really no like public transportation. So to like go down and do something downtown has like a fucking difficulty already built into <laughs> it. Yeah, there's a- so we went to go see one of the Fast and Furious movies at the MX Theater just for shits and giggles, and um. And yeah, like, um, kind of sucked. Mm. I, I have you been down there? I have not been to MX movies. I, it's, I mean, it's, I passed by it. I went to Comic Con a couple of years in a row. No, I, I never actually went in. And it, from the street, it looks great. Well, I, I should rephrase. It sucks in the sense that, like, it, like, it's not a bad build out or anything. It's just like, it's a whole lot of effort to go. Then, like, oh man, this is. <laughs> this is just a regular ass movie. It's just a regular ass movie theater. It's nothing special. It's not. It doesn't feel good like the Tivoli would or anything. Like there's. It's not it's grungy. Fine. It's not. It's but it's also not super clean. It's somewhere in the middle, and that's just kind of average. Clean. It wasn't like a badly kept movie theater. It just like someone was there and did like the whole the the, the equivalent of I'm sneaking in white castles into the movie. Yeah. Know? And kind of ruin the experience for everyone with all that. We wanted to, to kind of veer off into a little bit of territory here. You wanted to talk about the rally runner guy, yeah. another St. Louis uh, well, he's, weirdo. He's, they should call him the race runner now. Hey, oh, folks, <laughs> folks. Daniel Donnelly Jr., by the way. We have a full a name. Fucking name. Yeah. So, um, friend of the show, Danny, interviewed this guy a couple of years ago, I believe in 2015 for Different Times. And. Danny had said something in one of our group chats about like, yeah, I, I interviewed that guy and back then. He was really fucking weird. He did not need to add any extra to that. <laughs> and uh, the rally runner is my understanding is the guy dressed up in all red. He puts on red face paint and he runs around Bush Stadium like the perimeter. Yeah. To rally. I mean, listen, Cardinals fans have they don't need any help being racist. No. He told the folks over at STL today, that his running, quote, strengthens the spirit for the Cardinals to get the energy to win. Amazing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? 
he's been arrested by the feds for his role in January 6th. <laughs> yeah, wasn't like Tucker Carlson blaming it on him at one point? Tucker Carlson interviewed an attorney. I saw a man running red. What's going on, America? The story behind that is that Tucker interviewed a lawyer for several alleged January 6th participants, and that lawyer claimed that the rally runner, uh, Daniel Donnelly, was a law enforcement officer part of a false flag op. To make uh, Trump supporters <laughs> look fuck? bad. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> they were grasping at straws, dude. Come on. Sure, man. I know, I know. When when this came out that he got arrested, in, you know, for being part of the insurrection or for the attempted insurrection, uh, like I'm like, were we really surprised? But I was also also feeling that um, that for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> that he should fight to the death with the guy that used to dress up as Superman at Cardinals games. <laughs> there you go. That fucking like just let's just we can get well, we can get rid of one local weirdo that we don't know what to do with. It's yeah, two men enter, one man leaves kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, according to his DMV records, he did have his name legally changed to Rally Runner. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's insane yeah that's damn i thought of, this guy uh, was going to be normal mm-hmm. courtesy of huffington post right joseph mcbride that was the guy who appeared on tucker <laughs> it says the man's face was maga red but he was only in disguise as a trump supporter he is clearly a law enforcement officer mcbride told carlson's viewers said that he was part of a government entrapment scheme in which Trump supporters were handed weapons by government agents, quote, for reasons we cannot comprehend. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> All right. I think you can comprehend the reason just fine there, asshole. Uh, I don't know. That that makes sense to me. But here it is, him, him replying to HuffPost, I'm just as firm as the government is in suggesting that my clients are domestic terrorists. If they're going to throw out terms like that, we have no problem throwing out the counter term. None whatsoever. Uh, I maybe if I'm wrong, so be it, bro. I don't care. I don't give a shit about being wrong. Look at my lawyer, dog. I'm going to <laughs> fucking jail. jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's your lawyer. <laughs> God damn, your lawyer. Lawyer sounds like he's about to risk it all <laughs> at the at fucking Casino Queen at fucking 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah, he's trying to go home with that Stucky's waitress. Yeah, just just. God damn. God damn. Oh boy! Just, just need one trade to make it back. <laughs> just got. I gotta get this one. Yeah. Just gotta make one one play. Yeah, man, that's that's upsetting. Just homegrown domestic terrorists. You love to see it. Who would have thought this guy would have been weird? <laughs> <laughs> Not okay, me. Fair, but you know, at the same time, like the Superman guy. Now that was yeah. a, what. What was the deal with with him? He's just dressed as Superman. He's just dressed as Superman. He'd like pose with like county women. I remember one time after a show, me and one of the bartenders of the Firebird went to Atomic Cowboy and he was there. He like sat with us and he was really weird and we just like he was dressed as Superman. Right. I think we just kind of like took the piss out of him for like an hour. Just like fucked with him. And I, I only feel a little bit bad about it. That's really. I just remember this like this. Like, how did he react to the piss taking? Was he just like chill about it? He just kind of like smiled through. Like he was. It was most. It was like. It was like a. Like like he almost like he was just glad that people were paying attention to him. Oh no! No news is good news. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. (sighs) Those people make me want to just. 
and commit bodily harm. I don't know, just yeah. it, it, and, it's such a weird vibe. Like I don't know. I'm insecure when people are talking to me in a bad way to my face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you're doing it. Well, well speaking of people talking badly, <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned a couple episodes ago we had gone to a show. You were there with us, Jason, mm-hmm. at MS Paint at the upstairs locale, uh, what formerly used to be known as 27 Cherokee, which is now called the Golden Record. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was off taking photos and I was away from you and D, uh, someone who I kind of knew but never really like had like a any kind of really like I, calling an acquaintance would be stressing it to yeah. someone that like I knew of and I guess they knew of me came up to my girlfriend and started asking questions about me and my girlfriend's just like yeah no it's Brian Seller it's my boyfriend and she apparently like oh well I haven't seen him in years and you know she's like texting me about it like while I'm taking photos and I'm like oh yeah I bet um yeah I bet that's gonna be some bullshit you know and I come down meet y'all at the patio and someone is uh sitting with you all and immediately gets up as I come and approach Mm -hmm. you all and I'm like oh huh Bet this is going to be some bullshit. <laughs> and guess what, folks? It ended up being yeah, some man, bullshit. Being some bullshit, yeah. Yeah, and uh, got like a weird kind of threatening DM on Instagram from a guy who I've been in the same room many times in the last year who just couldn't couldn't say anything me face to face and was basically like, don't come to our shows. And I'm just kind of like, really? Like, we're still doing this shit? Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know, like not to really get into the fucking weedy details for the folks at home, but like people in St. Louis have really weird understandings of what kind of person I am, and it all comes from people who don't kind of matter in the grand scheme of things, but because they're in St. Louis again, outside soapbox. And <clears throat> I've heard that I've been a police informant. I've heard that I <laughs> yeah, roofie, I've heard that one too. I roofie women's drinks, like just all <laughs> kinds of weird shit. You know, I didn't fuck with anything in St. Louis for like five or six years. Right. I like For that reason, because you're like, I am. These people aren't worth it. But I started dating my girlfriend and kind of wanted to show her things around, you know, and, you know, we'd gone to that Mel Banana show Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, you know, one one of the locals was really interesting. I'm like, oh, I guess people are making interesting music. And it's funny is that's one of the, the guy that, uh, that contacted me is like, well, you the whole entire reason I kind of started doing this because your band didn't suck. Yeah. And uh, but now I don't really think too much of you because you couldn't even talk to me fucking face to face. Right. And also my girlfriend gets fucking pissed off because she's already uh, kind of had it with like the fucking fake nice and everyone's fucking business shit that people do in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so who's this fucking this little girl? Come up to me, ask me these questions about my boyfriend, just to start some shit. Well, if you think my boyfriend's this terrible fucking person, well, you should probably maybe, maybe if you're really interested in my safety or whatever you think, you would say something, right? Instead of just being like, oh, guess who? That's on a recon mission. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you got confirmation that it's me. And I, I got this, you know, this weird DM, and motherfucker blocks me before I can even say anything. So now it's like, well, <laughs> so can't say anything to my face. You do the fucking. There's no posters, glory, and and no. saying someone a fucking no. mean message and then blocking them before they can respond. So that means if I ever am in the 
same space as this guy. I, got, I kind of got to light you up, brother. I kind of yeah. got to saunter over and just be like, so, hey, what's up, man? What's up? So, hey, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, so, <laughs> hey, what's up? And, you know, I'm like, I'm like texting some people. I'm just like, this is just fucking childish. Because, like, I, I, the reason that Two Door Cinema Club, which I mentioned in the previous episode, was the last show I photographed the pageant in 2017 because I was just kind of done with everything here. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck it. And uh, like I've had people try to get me fired from jobs. Like I can't, I kept my fucking head low, and I just like just didn't pay attention to many things here. Just kind of lived my life and had a very small but nice like social circle. And I spent that time like finding other things in life I found to be worthwhile than uh, photography, and grew as a person. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm dating this person who I want to kind of show the shithole they've moved to and like here it kind of fucking sucks it kind of really sucks dick on the fucking toilet over here yeah but like there are some parts where like you know at least you get a little reach around every once in a while and i tried to show her the reach around and i was kind of like told her like i kind of like well people got some bullshit ideas about me and she's like well that does sound like bullshit it's like this is how people handle their stuff here and she she thought that i was like being paranoid about some of this (laughs) stuff and i was like no people people are they fucking hide behind their fucking keyboards yeah and like you know, it'd be one thing if people like we were leaving the golden, leaving the golden record that night, and a bunch of fucking people came out and stomped me out right there in front of the the bank right. that is now a fucking dispensary, <laughs> a bank that used to have fucking bullet holes in the teller windows. Yes, it'd be uh, a different story. Is what is, is, but but like I mean, like well, at least you believe in something. But it's like you can't even like y'all can't even talk to me. And it's like I've, I mean, there's a reason why. My portfolio URL is assholemusicphotographer.com yeah, because yeah, I yeah. used to be kind of an abrasive person and I think I still am from time to time. But like, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek and it was always a little tongue-in-cheek even back when I registered it because like, I, I'm sure you can attest, Jason, like as, as abrasive, obnoxious I can be, you get to know me, I'm actually kind of a fucking softy. Teddy bear, come on. Yeah, yeah. And that was always kind of a joke I would hear from people in the music scene. It's like, oh, I thought you were kind of a fucking blowhard, but then like I got to know you, and it's like, wow, you've got some really like sweet and tender feelings. And I'm like, well, you know, fuck you too. And um, <laughs> but you know, but that was yeah. kind of like it was like a joke. That was yeah. like, yeah, I'm kind of an asshole, but you can know me. I've got like another side that that's a little bit more thoughtful. And, sure, like, you know, um, asshole to strangers, kinds of friends. I think is the. I think yes. You know, and so it's like, well, I spent all this time. I went to therapy. I worked on myself, sorted out my bullshit as a person. I you know, got a good job. Um, I got a great girlfriend. I got things I'm, I'm working towards, things I'm excited about. And I think what was probably the most disheartening, no one likes to feel rejected or anything like oh, that. Yeah. But I kind of knew at some point in time, the other she would drop and someone would be like, why the fuck's Seller back at shows again? But I thought that like someone would at least try and fucking make, you know, Make a scene, or yeah, do, like, do, do like, like yeah. at least some. If you're gonna fucking, if you're gonna be like, at least get something for yourself. Yeah, yeah, get a little fucking glory. Like that sure. was like also a thing. Like even back before, it was like those. Like if you, so, you're just like fucking with me. You're yeah. making my life unpleasant, but you're not getting anything for yourself. Yeah, you're just kind of causing Chaos. bullshit. Yeah. and it's like it's like it'd be one thing if someone was like you know getting something, but it's like you guys aren't even going about a way where you're you're getting anything out of it other than just a insulate and gatekeep the st louis music scene even more then you wonder why cool shit doesn't happen and bands don't want to play here but that was like the thing was like well i'm 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 a dumbass and i have i like to think i've grown so much since you know the mid the mid 2010s and i come back 
and I don't. I wasn't coming up, to, going to shows, being like, "Oh, I'm fucking Brian Sutter." Look right, at, right. You know, hey, yeah. you know, small my fingers. Guess who's back? <laughs> yeah, no, I was actually just like being really, you know, really quiet, really respectful, and like, I was trying to be as much on the periphery of things, just to show my girlfriend, like, "Hey, this is kind of like some of the cool shit we do." Even there's some bullshit people attached to it. You know, it wasn't again like I took foes, and I, I, I wasn't like using the photography to be like an asshole was being very positive and like looking for things I liked and like was never mean to this musician who decided that, that he had the fucking be King Shiv, the fucking uh, <laughs> DMS on Instagram. And like, I wish him happy fucking birthday. Yeah. And it's like, Oh geez, man, you're gonna be mean to a guy that says happy birthday to you. That's low brother. Because it's in the, the day I fucking did all this shit and I'm fucking stupid. And y'all haven't grown at all. You're exactly where I left you. Yeah. And that's just really disheartening and like uh like just some major way, like, wow, y'all couldn't even be hate better at being haters. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you this is this is the same grow shit. Into your haterhood. And yeah. I don't know. And I was like on the way to photographing um the front bottoms, I just kind of had thoughts like, oh, so you don't want me to fucking hang out. At, on Cherokee Street and like a couple other places in town. Oh, boo, who? Because did I just get the rest of the world? <laughs> like, you know, like you guys want your little enclave of. Enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. so you have your shit that's your, your, your little incestuous 70 person music scene in the corn state, you know, which some parts are really fucking cool and a lot of parts aren't. And I can go do what fucking ever but you're gonna you know like my yeah. brother hasn't lived in st louis since midnight but you just only describe it as a bunch of little tree houses so i'm like okay you guys want your your tree house okay well i'm gonna go build my own yeah mm, well mm. fuck i'm gonna do whatever i'm like okay yeah. oh wow okay where do i sign for this terrible bad deal it always felt like that like even as a performer like it's it was this this weird shit about like i can't even really begin to put it in words because it, it because nothing is ever said to you directly oh everything's everything's implied or behind your back or innuendos yeah so and and it's one of those things where you're never really sure where you stand so that's fun and then your two options are to navigate scene politics and be an ass kisser which i fucking hate i hate doing it or just not be a musician yeah <laughs> yeah and options. like i just was it's just i i was never much of an asker so i mean like if i honestly liked your shit i would let you know um right. and if i didn't like your shit like unless you were being really terrible and noxious i probably wouldn't tell you no I because there's, no point, be, to, there's yeah, no point there's no point i'm not to but be... like but if i think like you were doing something against the grace of like chuck berry should come and skull fuck you for what you're doing to that guitar yes i might tell you um <laughs> but then like i even think like the whole reason I, I wouldn't put up a fight or like even try like you know be like well fuck you or anything like that to this situation because it's like these people have nothing better to do they're gonna dedicate their pathetic life into trying to fuck with yours yeah for, it, for i mean for nothing nothing basically nothing well about 10 years ago you and i uh, on on the uh so, talk speaking of not handling your shit yeah, well, I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we knew these two editors. Yeah, we we knew these these two people that, that we were we worked for a, a music magazine called Levin Magazine. It was a 
very we're, different time in my life. My children were three, and now they're yeah. teenagers. And there were actual <laughs> journalism in St. Louis that wasn't like baseball. That's true. We got an offer. Hey, do you want to go cover Lollapalooza? And of course, the both of us were like, fuck yeah, let's do yeah, this. Sure. Uh, so, you know, I was at the time I was working, uh, working, I keep saying working. I mean, I mean, volunteering, I was volunteering for KDHX, the local, yeah. uh, the local station here. And I had a show that went from 11 PM to 1 AM and I had to be in Chicago to get my badge at 7 AM. So I'm like, okay, perfect. I got out of the studio, drive all night. I arrive in Chicago at 7 a.m. I forgot that's how you did that's that. That's how I did that. And so my, my friend Chad, who has uh, was a high school friend, hadn't seen him in years. I reached out to him a couple weeks before that. I was like, hey, I got to be in Chicago next weekend. Can I crash at your place? He goes, I'm out of town next weekend. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like, fuck yeah. All right. This works that's out. That's awesome. That's, a, that's so, a fucking good friend. It's a fantastic friend. And uh, so... Drive all night, get there, and suddenly just like rain, fucking out of nowhere. Oh yeah, that that Thursday that, night. Jesus Christ! And then so I'm like, okay, let's seven. I gotta find this fucking apartment building, find the apartment building, get in there. I'm like, I'm gonna lay down for an hour. Three hours later, it's ten o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, fuck, oh shit, goddamn, just a nightmare start to the week. But man, what a we we covered all three days of Lollapalooza. We got some. We got some good work. Um, I'll post this in the episode description because I did. I wrote about nine thousand words or thereabouts on on the weekend, and I broke it down day by day. And uh, Brian, you got some really fantastic shots. <laughs> really, really fantastic stuff. That that Crystal Castles photo, the one where she Alice glasses in the crowd. Yeah, that's kind of an old timer. Yeah, I'm, that's still one of my favorite photos I think I've ever taken. That was such a cool experience. And there's there's the the part that sucks. I'm sure that we'll talk about at some point. Yeah, like I had a friend from high school as well, uh, who I stayed with, slept on his the futon in the studio apartment that he lived with, and his girlfriend and with uh, his now wife. But they were right by the CTA. So I stay with them. We go get some really fucking good food, catching up. I took the Amtrak up because I hate driving in Chicago. Yeah. I'm a simple man. And, you know, hanging out with them. And then it fucking rains all yeah. Thursday night. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, what the fuck? And I'm like wearing, I've got like a pair of like skate shoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, my friend's girlfriend was like a key holder or assistant manager or something like that. Assistant store manager at the Doc Martens store mm. in Wicker Park. So she's like, yeah, you know, we'll go get breakfast at this cool little diner. And I go with her to open up. Uh, the fucking, Doc, the Martin fucking Doc Martin store, and yeah. I get a fucking pick of the. She's like, yeah, I'll give you like the fucking employee discount. And shit. So I got like a fucking sick pair of fucking boots. My first pair of Doc Martens. Hell yeah. Uh, for like seventy bucks or something ridiculous like that with tax, seventy bucks. And it was funny because like as like I'm like looking at shoes, like a Chicago police officer comes in, and she's just like. She's like, yeah, dude, the fucking travelers, which are like the fucking crust punks and shit, like come in here and steal shit all the goddamn time. So I'm always having to do these police reports. And it's like she's on a first name basis with this beat Jesus. cop about like something that happened like the night before. And um, get the shoes, head back on the CTA, get the Grant Park. <clears throat> did I run to you? Yes. At the building? At did. the at the point where we, we were getting to. our credentials? Yeah, yeah. 
had to have because that was they had a big third man records thing and you made some jack white joke and 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 we both were just like god damn it (laughs) (laughs) i don't even remember i remember seeing like the hair krishnas yeah outside and because they had they had the pickup for your credentials inside a record store yeah and so it's just right like a it, pop-up record store yeah right right it wasn't even like what it's originally intended for and yeah the, the <laughs> and this big third man display and the two of us are just like fucking jack white well, more like jack off white yeah um, <laughs> and i uh, made a dog eat my turd Ow! no let me put a little put a little bit of heavy cream on your mama <laughs> ed zitron i swear to god ed zitron via twitter will dm me just at random the fucking jack white lyrics <laughs> He thinks of. He'll just. <laughs> uh, we'll have to put them together one time, and I can do. I can do a workable Jack White impression <laughs> when I get fucking worked up enough. Hell yeah! Uh, I w- I don't think I really got my legs until I photographed. Like I think Ghost BC. Which yeah, is now that was Ghost. like middle of the day, and it even rained a little bit right it before did. their set. Yeah, and I'm like. I, I didn't really know how to shoot such a fucking large stage like that. Yeah. It was like, like some it, of those. It was a little weird, which is I'm kind of telling them myself here. But um, their first day was um, really fucking wild. Like there's something I, I, I found out during uh, Lollapalooza that if you just like don't stop moving for three days straight, you don't ever have to take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> like I like wouldn't have to piss or anything until I got to my, my friend's apartment. Because I was like, I remember every time I would go back to the media tent, which was the southernmost point of the of the grounds. Um, you walk by all the porta johns. Yeah, on the way there. Yeah, and you would see them get slowly destroyed over the weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but I would always go back there, and I would grab like a kind bar, a coconut water, and a box water. Yeah. And I would slam like the coconut water and the kind bar. And then walk wherever stage I was going and to. Holding next. the box water, yeah. Just, Sipping the box water. Yeah. And that seemed to be a pretty legit system. Nothing, re- I mean, aside from Ghost, I, the first day, you know, had Father John Misty and Magic Dragons. Magic Dragons probably had like one of the biggest crowds of the whole entire oh, festival. Yeah. It was insane. Well, because even was like a year or two before that, there were like 10 people at the Firebird. Oh, yeah. They played no like, one at the Firebird. And here they were like fucking being one of the fucking rhinestones on the belt. Yeah. Of Lollapalooza, for sure, on the belt buckle. I caught a little bit of Queens of the Stone Age that day, which was really impressive. So, as a music photographer, Queens of the Stone Age is always a sore spot because they have really weird guidelines for fo- fo- photographing them. Yeah. So, like, Queens of the Stone Age are going to be playing here in St. Louis next month. And, like, I'm trying to get a photo pass, not because I want to photograph Queens of the Stone Age, because I want to photograph Viagra mm-hmm. Boys. Mm-hmm. I want to get a little dirty with it. Anyways, but the thing I remember most about that first day is just kind of getting my legs figuring stuff out. For the last performance of the evening, did you go with Nine Snails? I went with Nine Snails. Yeah. I did. I did. Yeah. And I kind of talk about well, New it. Order before that, too. New Order was to. fucking. I'm like, oh my God, I'm photographing legends. Like, yeah. this is shit that me and my friends used to like the sh- smoke fucking shake to. I mean, as soon as they hit Bizarre Love Triangle, I was like teleported. Like, oh, it was yeah. fucking crazy. That, I think from like people who went to that. That Lollapalooza, I think that's one of the performances that stands out. To and then they had in the, uh, behind them Joy Division Forever. Mm-hmm. and because so their encore was like three or four joy division songs they played transmission they played uh level so terrace apart i mean <sighs> crystal man. castles was fucking crazy yeah nice jails was fucking wild because that was their first performance in the united states since they reformed they were touring in support of hesitation marks which was their supposed like return to form uh, yeah. downward spiral type of record and i i caught i definitely caught the vibe like oh yeah it was very cool 
because it had rained the day before. Oh yeah, it was a muddy mess. It in was the front a muddy mess, and it's a really high stage, and you're not trying to get nostril shots. <laughs> and so all all of us photographers are trying to back up to get a more flattering angle. Oh, that's right. And you said that the and the, guy... and the security guards were like like not just pushing us, they're like nudging, just like like shoving us. And there was a couple times I got shoved where like I like was. It's just like I didn't move my legs and was just moving like I was on like on skis. It was fucking weird. And no one really got shots they liked. I don't think. I never I, I mean, there's a couple photos I feel okay about, but because of the rights contract I had to sign, like aside from what you're looking at right here that Jason's gonna look, that's the only way besides yeah. unless I put it in my portfolio, anyone could ever see these photos. They're okay. And that's the thing is I had to submit those photos to someone from their representation. Yeah, and I had like ten foes I really liked, and the like four or five foes they picked were the ones I all hated. <laughs> of course, isn't that always the way it goes? Yeah, I have really cool foe Robin Ford that no one I can legally never show anyone. That kind of bounced around a little bit. Day two, my photograph was like at the, at the time the second to last postal service. Oh yeah, uh, set. And um, I guess Postal Service is a thing again now, but at the time that was like that the was set. their last tour. They had Jenny Lewis come out. They yeah. Had those foes never got run, and I came and put them in my portfolio. I think the paperwork I signed said that I can't even print them up and display them in my own house for personal use. What? That's how it was 10 years ago. They wanted, they wanted you to fucking jump through all these hoops to photograph three songs. Eventually, uh, they stopped doing that because people stopped photographing the talent they represented. Well, I mean, I, I can't blame them. Yeah, like Shit. Matt and Kim used to have one of the worst rights grabs. And they stopped doing it because people were like, we're not going to photograph your fucking Budweiser fucking ad band. And, <laughs> and they're like, please, please, we've got antics. They had a hell of a set uh, that weekend. I, I missed was... it because I was waiting for Pujo to come over and talk to me so I could take a portrait of him. Oh. And then he just liked to talk to two. He talked to like two dudes at a picnic table for like an hour and a half. So my Tuesday so coverage. So sat in the media tent waiting And for stared him? at him. And then he just uh, walked off. And I'm like, fuck me. So I missed Man Kim and a couple other things. And that was also, I believe, the day that Death Grips was supposed to perform. Oh, yes. That was the day because that was the day we also got the news about Bob Royer we mentioned yeah. earlier in the show. Yeah, Bob Royer died. And um, so we're all, that was fucking weird. And I'm like in Chicago and that happens. I got to see Charles Bradley. The first and only oh. time I ever got to see him photograph him. And it was what a show. F- fucking mind-blowing. I remember looking over my shoulder and seeing a security guard with tears running down his cheeks. Wouldn't surprise me. And I was like, fuck, man. This is this is beautiful. This is amazing. Absolutely phenomenal performance. I'm trying to think what else was good that day. Now, that was the day that I took an ill-advised trip. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I well, told you, you about ate, this. We both wasted a bit of our Saturday. Yeah, I um, I saw Pujol. I watched the whole set. I was like, cool, Rain Wolf, great. That's when we heard Azalea Banks was dropping out, too. <clears throat> she had a throat infection. That yeah. was a whole big thing. Fogra- I think Angel Hayes I photographed. This is kind of jumping around, but I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast, but there was one stage that was the EDM stage. Oh, God, yeah. There was so much EDM that year. Yeah, and I only went to that stage a couple times. And one, was, one of the times was to photograph Angel Hayes, and I think one of the other times was to photograph uh, Major Laser. I think there was like a third thing I photographed on that stage. I remember like one time going up there and getting under behind the barricade for Dog Blood, which was Skrillex and some other dude in, oh, yeah. in fucking girl pants. 
you couldn't photograph them because they were on some fucking EDM throne. They were so far back. I'm like, oh, this sucks. So I'm like a music photographer. Yeah. And there's so many other guys there. They're like actual legitimate, like editorial news and wire photographers. And they're telling me stories about like being in Bangladesh and smoking cigarettes that gave them crazy headaches and shit like that. And there was this older black guy. I think he was like shooting for AP. He was real tall, slender. He had to probably be in his mid-50s, had a little mustache. And he wore sunglasses the whole entire time, and he didn't really talk. Okay. And he looked like an old-school fucking wire photographer. Like, when yeah. I think of, like, a guy who who probably fucking started, like, a fucking... Started on a crime beat, like, in Philadelphia or something, and just worked his way up, and now he's just coasting, doing wire shit. You know, probably a guy has like crazy fucking war photography in like Kosovo, and now this is just like what he does. This is like this is what he gets to do on the other side of the the shit where like he was like having to put a tourniquet on some kid's leg. He's not really saying anything the whole entire weekend. We're waiting for Major Laser, which I think was the second day. It was the second day. Uh, f- first day was the day that I wasted a bunch of time trying to go to a shampoo party. I thought it was going to be something completely different. I. F- it was a whole thing. I walked up down State Street. It was a whole. But yes, Major Laser was the second day. So let's let's get to your shampoo party. But I got I got to tell this because this is my favorite. Shampoo party life. sucks. I'm not even going to tell that story. It's okay. so dumb. I just remember you running into you being like, I did this thing that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was a bad made, idea. Made, my feet are all fucked up. I made I'm a huge mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like breaking in like uh, fucking Doc Martens at a music festival. And like right. my feet also are doing a thing. I was wearing fucking Keens. Walking, Damn, yeah, man. bad news. So we're waiting for Major Laser. I think it's a changeover from Dog Blood or something. Something's ending. It might have been Dog Blood. Me and him were like the first photographers there, and we're just kind of standing. It's like, hey, what's up? And he's like, hey. And I saw so many fucking kids getting wheeled away by EMTs from that stage. We're standing there, and we're having to like move out of the way so some girl in a flower crown can get wheeled out from from behind the barricade <laughs> and that dude just takes a big old drag of his cigarette and he looks at me and goes them kids are on them chemicals <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. only thing he really said to anyone the whole entire weekend and no like, notes <laughs> i'm like i'll never be as cool as this fucking guy <laughs> Well, those, yeah, I mean, the EDM was fucking running rampant that weekend, too, because, man, fucking everybody was, not everybody, but uh, uh, there was a large contingent of people there to see, like, Bauer. Yeah, and, people who I still don't know who they are. Right, Beast Mode shirts and fucking, mm-hmm. like, everyone running around asking if you've seen their friend Molly. Yeah. You know, just, just a real... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a real, a real interesting... Dangerous Nights type of crew, and uh, oh boy, Major Laser was fucking fun though. That was great. That was that great. Was set. Super fucking good. I'm I even th- liked Bauer. I thought Bauer was a really fun set. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anything else on Saturday. The National people tended to to groove out to the National. I thought that was. A I good think set. I think that's one of the things I missed. Uh, I think a lot of I like because of Death Grips pulling their stunt. That kind of fucked up a lot of scheduling on Saturday. Yes, like, they had to really do. I was trying to photograph Haim. Gosh, there was like a couple bands like I like. Man, I photographed them too much. Back Deep in Valley? Time. No, I, I photographed them on the first day. 
Yeah. They were fun. I mean, like, I don't know if I, I still don't know if I get their shtick. Did you catch Eric Church? Was the did not. I was really kind of surprised. He 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 uh he had a whole bit where he introduced Metallica riffs into like this like alt country shit. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> Maybe that does sound familiar. Um, My only other question is, did you see Kendrick? Oh yeah, actually another favorite Kendrick Lamar story. Photograph my three songs. Mm-hmm. Fuck, this is good. And I'm sitting. There's that little fence. Yeah. Right there. And I'm sitting next to these two girls, and I'm just reviewing my photos, like taking a breather. And I think that's actually the only set, the whole entire festival that I watched from front to back. And I just watched it from the side. These two girls try to spark a joint, and they are not in the crowd. They are not, they're just out in the open, sitting next to me. Clearly. (laughs) And I've got a photo. I will show it to you. So I'm sitting next to these girls. Yeah. It's in black and white because yeah. it's in like my fucking sleep mode because it's later in the evening. Yeah. And that's them getting kicked out of Lollapalooza <laughs> during Kendrick Lamar. For trying to spark a bowl right out in the open, yeah. Yeah, and so I'm going to show you another photo of these two white boys get... were fighting and a, a, a security guard kind of looks like Bert <laughs> dragging them off. So I love it. I'm watching Kendrick Lamar. This is so fucking good. He's got dudes in wheelchairs, crowd yes. surfing, oh, I love it. and shit like that. But I'm off on the side. I'm watching these two girls get kicked out. Like, which is, I only took the photo because it's like this is unreal. Like, this is like a joke. It was like if someone told me this happened, I'd be like, you're fucking with me. But I'm watching these two like white guys, like kind of like rooster chesting each other for a little while. Oh, God, some guy it has to be from Kendrick's kendrick lamar's crew comes out because he's drinking gatorade which is not something i've seen anywhere in the music yeah that's whole... gotta be something that like was on a rider right he comes out from behind the, the 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 fencing there and he's just kind of vibing out and he just watches these two white guys just like have the worst fucking throwdown <laughs> fight in the field and he's just <laughs> sipping from that mountain from that from that gatorade and he's just like just like Oh hell yeah! And like he literally just goes, "Oh hell yeah!" And he's just like laughing, and he just walks off. Yeah, he just walks. He's like he just like came out, was like checking out, and he just watched like these two dudes fight because like one guy bumped into the other guy's right. girl. Yeah, and and he literally just like watched this shit like lose like fucking is like maniacally laughing. He's like, "What? Okay, oh hell yeah!" And he's like leaves, and yeah. I'm like, "This fucking rules!" I like I've seen <laughs> so much cool shit. In, during sing, one set, yeah. one set, sing in one spot where I can't even see the performer that well. Right, I'm just chilling. That was yeah. Kendrick Lamar was so good. Yeah, I wish he would actually play St. Louis once. I uh, know. I got to take one photograph of Foles before their tour manager kicked us out. Uh, uh, tour Foles had a tour manager at that point in time. It was a British guy because they're a British band who was notoriously a prick mm. and he told the photographers that they could only photograph the last three songs. Okay. So we come back for what's supposed to be the last three songs or like the last song and he kicks us out. I have one photo of Foles. Um, Heartless Bastards is a band I'm thinking about that oh. like was originally supposed to be what was Haim's slot yeah. and something else. And like the Heartless Bastards are great, but like I've photographed them a dozen times in St. Louis. I got to see Oh Brother. Oh, I missed that one. Oh, that was so good. It was really cool seeing though, brother. Wild Cub. Oh, yeah. Peugeot was great. Peugeot. Fantastic. 
Well, the end of day two for me was like a real personal one because the postal service has always been a, a thing for me and my wife. And we, we, one of our songs that we danced to at our wedding was from Give Up, from the, the postal service album. And she wasn't with me, and I got kind of like a little teary eyed because you oh. know they were, uh, you know, it was their last. Supposedly, their last uh, tour for, I mean, it was for a long, long time, like 10 years. Day three was Major Lazer. Yeah, yeah. Cure were amazing. That was super fun. The Cure was pretty much the last thing I saw, because, man, they closed out with fucking the Love Cats, (laughs) which is their goofiest song. I think what I did was I photographed the Cure, and I went over to one of the side stages, the one that Heartless Bastards played on. Yeah. And I saw Cat Power. Oh, and that had just like a completely different mood, very different vibe, yeah. Than everything else at the festival, like really cool lighting. I think probably one of my favorite performances I've ever photographed. And that was like the last thing I photographed the entire festival. And I was just like, that was just so fucking cool. She's, it was just, I mean, it was just fucking. I hate to be sound like like some fucking no, Chan Marshall fucking like, rules, dude. But like, it was just like fucking rock and roll. Like it was just yeah. like really straightforward. Like there was nothing super fancy about it. Like, it was just kind of stripped down, like, no pretension, which kind of different than, like, you know, Alt-J, which is, if a guy with pockmarks had too much confidence <laughs> in his, in his, I took a shit and I flushed the toilet yeah. and it's funky smelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, okay, so, like, that day I saw some fucking killer ones. I got, I got to see uh, the vaccines. Oh, fuck. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I love that. Um, uh, and then I, I got to see Waves, which I had not seen. At that point, I had not seen Waves. I forgot Waves, Waves was at that. Yeah. Um, I, was, I, was, I think I was photographing Tegan and Sarah. That was one of those ones where I had to leave halfway through the Tegan and Sarah set to go catch Waves because it's mm-hmm. like I cannot not see both of them. And that was the fucking problem, man. They had so many of those. It's so many of those where I had to make fucking Sophie's Choice shit. Like, oh yeah, it was like Baroness. Was I photographed Baroness. Yeah. They fucking they fucking whipped. They played the little amphitheater shell, and that was so much fun. The Orwells, who we can't talk about anymore. Yeah. Oh brother, oh brother was fucking awesome. It's like oh, I've like hung out in a hotel room like drinking like warm beer. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that was a really cool experience. And I was I had this thing where like well, Eleven Magazine doesn't really pay that well. Yeah. And. I know I'm not going to see a lot of this money I spent on this back, but it's an experience. It's a good portfolio builder. Like, like I can move off of this. Yeah. And I had all of these very modest and reasonable expectations. Yeah. And then, you know, me and you bust ass editing, you bust your ass writing. The next issue of Eleven Magazine comes out, and it's like, what, 10 pages about Bob Royer? Look... <sighs> I don't begrudge them the Bob Reuter coverage. That's his influence on the scene in St. Louis was very, very large. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have done that. I'm, I think it's I, there's a lot of things I like about it, but I think how they did that coverage kind of got a little self-indulgent. Fair. <laughs> um, and you I know that they were. No, you will get no argument from me on that because yes, our our work was relegated to the web, which no one was reads. And I think at. I think the coverage we got was like a photo I took of Wild Bell, which is no offense to the individuals in that band. If I don't remember them, yeah, I don't, I, <laughs> like I wrote a paragraph on them. Like, yeah, yeah, so like I photographed, I took all these really cool photos of all these really great bands, and you put a band that no one 
remembers. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know what the hell they sound like they, anymore. They wore white jackets. Yeah. And one guy played the saxophone, <laughs> so it's already kind of uh, yeah dated. Yeah. yeah, I'm ten years later. Kind of still a little bitter. Like uh, I kind of it kind no, of actually I, led I, to me having a mental breakdown. Uh, I'm salty. Later that year. No, you you will get no argument from me that, that I'm I'm still salty about a number of things that that that, that happened. But it was an amazing weekend. We got to have a thing. I oh, I'm such still, a cool fucking experience. Uh, I'm still so jazzed that it it was a thing because like fuck, new order, nine inch nails. Pu- you know, like you I got could... to walk around in a hat that said <laughs> Wang Fest. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You did have the Wang because I left hat. it. I left it. I forgot it. The Firebird and oh. fucking Andy White, Hell Knight, and Tilt's fame, oh. and uh, he's a fucking goofball. And he's a sweetheart. He's a him. sweetheart. He's a great human being. But he's he. You know he's he's got a beautiful creative mind in so many different ways. Him, God, I, I really can't say enough nice things about Andy White. But that motherfucker. I had a shirt from Twang Fest, which was the, the alt country, country little yeah. thing that the KJX would do that Chris Bay gave me for doing some coverage for them as, as as a thank you. And I kind of valued this hat, even though like it, and it was a cool looking hat for what it was. I left it there, and he <laughs> blacked out the T, so it just said Wang Fest. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that hat. I wore mm, that hat for bummer. so fucking long. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, there's there's like footage of me at fucking Ferguson protests wearing With the that Wang hat. Fest well, okay, so if you watch um our streets or, or whatever the one the whose streets whose streets the documentary that uh, Damon from Farfetch did the Ferguson documentary. There is a scene about two thirds through. Where Alexis and Brittany are getting out of uh, the Westfall Justice Center in Clayton, and I'm up there with a wide angle lens, and the camera is also up in there. <laughs> and so, this one side of the frame's Brittany and Alexis, the other side is my fucking gross ass with a hat that says Wayne Fest. Fest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> It's so you. It's so Brian. It's, oh it's, gosh, I was uh, boy. No wonder why people didn't like me. Right. Uh, just uh, everything. I oh, gosh, I had just had to make everything a little interesting, and, yeah. and instead of just the same sweaty bullshit. I'm not mad at it. I, I mean, I don't know. I but yeah, I. It was a really fun. I mean, gosh, it was a really cool fucking experience. I just yeah. wish some things on the other end had gone a little differently. Yeah, because I feel like. I mean, I got to see Charles fucking Bradley. I got to see I mean, Ghost yeah. BC before anyone really knew who they were. Well, yeah, I mean, Charles Bradley, I mean, didn't... It was like maybe a year or two later that he passed, wasn't he? passed it? in 2015 or 16. Yeah, so it was about two years later, yeah. Yeah. Getting to see Kendrick right after Good Kid, Mad City? Oh, yeah. Before Pimp a Butterfly came out? Fuck. Yeah. You Dude, me? just like... Yeah, and he, like, in those foes, he looks so fucking... The, I took he looks so fucking young, and it's like... All the photographers for Crystal Castles, like, because Alice Glass is a wackadoo lady, apparently. <laughs> who, who She's very known, particular. Has apparently done all kinds of crazy things to photographers at festivals. And so for this one, she had all of us get pulled up on the side of the stage. And because I didn't understand what was going on, I didn't get a great spot, which is why some of my foes have some weird stuff on the fringes because it's like the side of people's faces and shirts and stuff. Yeah, it's like what you could get. And I still think like all things considered, I got some pretty cool shots. But there was definitely a moment while I, I like took the camera down for a second and just looked at the sea of people. And it was just like, holy shit. Yeah. This is the most amount of people any of us are ever going to be in front of like yeah. our entire lives. Yeah. I know they're not looking at me, but they are most certainly looking in my general direction. 
Right. Got to meet some really fun people. Got to watch some people be really fucking weird. And Obama's daughter was there, apparently. I think that's the yeah, one. Yeah, I heard that in. later. She was looking for Molly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, my uh, daughter is looking to uh, trip balls. Let me be clear. This shit better not be stepped on. Uh. <laughs> I've got a tester. If this shit turns red, you're a dead motherfucker. He he would be that kind of herb. The neighborhood I was in was very close to... There's a plaque now. Yeah. Of where Barack and Michelle went on their first date. It was a fucking Baskin Robbins. <laughs> so there's a plaque. I still have some random ass cam- <laughs> camera phone picture that I was like, I walked by this on the way back from the train one night, middle of the night. Like, oh, that's funny. Here's a plaque where it says, you know, Barack and Michelle had their first date at this Baskin Robbins. The neighborhood of Logan Square is where they okay. lived. And the building they lived in had like, you had like your normal entrance through the front and you had like an alley entrance. And I would like take the alley exit because that was a lot quicker. And there was a homeless guy that lived in the alley that was just like chill. Okay. And I can't remember his name, but like I just like gave him a couple bucks every time I saw him. He was like, hey, man, have a good one. And I was just like, damn. This ain't like the homeless dudes in St. Louis. No. Like the homeless dudes in St. Louis are like, what's in your pockets? What's in your Hostile. pockets? Yeah. Hostile. Yeah. Yeah. Holla, 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 holla. Yeah. And this guy was just basically like, if I gave him a stick of butter, he'd be like, oh, hell yeah. And he'd find me some toast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like I remember just like walking out one morning to get on the CTA to head towards Grant Park. And there was just like an absolutely crushed rat. Oh <laughs> like, no! And, uh, and I just remember like leaning over, and this this rat. There was a big old rat, and it was now a big old flat rat. And I'm just like, dude, oh, I love the city. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just like, this is a, I'm just like, I'm not gonna see this shit. Back. Like, I was like, I'm just thinking about it. Like, I sure as hell am not gonna see this shit back home. I am never gonna see a perfectly flat rat <laughs> and i'm like looking at it and i just hear a guy go like yeah he's dead <laughs> i'm like oh what's up man all right yeah. oh, i like here man let me give you a little walk around money god chicago kind of sucks but when it doesn't it's pretty awesome yeah yeah i think that's that's a good uh, <laughs> like i didn't have to drive yeah i will tell you like that thursday night me and my friend went to a party that was being held by Spin and Windish Oof. at some bougie place. And I'm like this broke photographer. I fucking wash dishes at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking here basically on my own dime. I don't have nice clothes. No. And like I I looked like the poorest kid at church at this fucking thing. <laughs> oh, no. And like I'm like running into like musicians i know and like media people i know oh, and i'm just fuck. like oh i am so fucking underdressed oh, and I eventually no. we just kept being brent because we're both fucking trash just got as many free we got juiced up oh no and i'm like let's take the train back all right so I, also my first time taking an uber because um i got like a because i was pressed got a free black car drive to the Ooh. venue and it was like a like a probably the cleanest dressed yeah dude i have probably seen in my life crisp with too many febreze little fucking <laughs> clips on all the vents it was noxious <laughs> but that dude he probably he probably did his hairline like every other morning like just oh, crisp sharp looking. i've never been yeah. in a black car like that and we get dropped off at this windish party and we're just like i'm i feel so uncomfortable 
Yeah. I'm not a pretty yeah. person. I am not. I am. I'm in. I'm not in this because like my life is easy and like I have a trust fund. I'm in this because I have like this weird primal drive to be a part of this this cycle of creation. Yeah. I'm like fucked up in the head. I'm not bored. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty. I like, have I am, to get I am, in here. I am, yeah. I am. I'm. I'm damaged in some way, and this is the salve for it. And this is the part of the industry that i i i've never been a joiner of i'm like i'm i don't want to go to the the glossy parties no um the fucking drinks were tight yeah i bet and like like they fucking I, better be yeah fucking, <laughs> and I'm like, I, again like i'm such fucking river trash i don't know what to do when someone comes to me and be like drink and i'm like oh, yes yeah, i do free. yeah <laughs> oh yeah they're like you know someone walk around a cocktail waitress i'm like oh fuck man this is like this is what it's like when your dad doesn't have priors yeah <laughs> 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 fuck dude when the yeah. sheriff doesn't know your family yeah yeah like for ba- you know bad reasons not because like you're, the sheriff goes shooting with your grandpa right yeah, yeah. Like, I know I grew up fucking ratty yeah, yeah I've taken my girlfriend to where I grew up and I was like yeah you know like it, it was uh, it was only a little bit better 20 years ago have a and look <laughs> enjoy I mean like the street I grew up on uh, grew up on in uh, Spanish Lake has like burned out houses on it now yeah dad's house in ferguson the house next to it has like a tree growing out of the roof and you know all this weird like upsetting shit and um but that was like probably my dumbass, my blissful you know for all my cynicism i never really saw myself as poor yeah standing in that room until that moment yeah i've i never felt like fucking trash mm. until i stood in that room and I was just like, and I'm like, I even said something like Brent, like I, I feel really out of fucking place here. And Brent is my friend. Brent is not my friend anymore, unfortunately, because like life, you know, life happens. But yeah, shit happens. Yeah. I'm like telling Brent, like, yeah, I still feel really out of place here. And he's like, yeah, he's like, we should just, like get a couple more drinks and go back and like watch a movie or something. So we went fucking slams the drinks, took the train back. He got like a bootleg movie from the bodega across Hell the street. Yeah. Hell yeah! And we Hell it yeah. was like it was like some shitty horror movie. It was like you could hear people like, like <laughs> walking in out of the aisles and stuff. And I know that's I know that's a really oh yeah the main street in in Logan Square is in Milwaukee, uh, Michigan, it's Milwaukee, and uh, apparently the rain, however how the the wind is and the storm flow or whatever you want to call it in Chicago is that a lot of rain will just go straight down fucking Milwaukee and Jesus. not, and really sometimes not touch other parts of the city. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, man, we really went wild well, on fine. this one, yeah. but I feel like we got, got a lot, got a lot of mileage there, but yeah, that was, yeah, that's so, so, I mean, I talked about so many things and like, oh yeah. And the first time I ever felt like a poor person. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I briefly mentioned the shampoo party. I got this invite. Some, you know, it's one of those promotional things. It's day one. I'm in the middle of Grant Park. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm the first time you get a mailing list for a festival like that. You get all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. Same thing happened for me with for Lou Fest and right. And so, so like, oh well, you know, come come down State Street. There's this hotel, and we're gonna we're gonna take over the lobby. It's gonna be all these people from this shampoo company. It's gonna be great. Middle of the day. There's a big hole in the schedule of people I don't really know. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. Walk down, and I've only got X amount of dollars on my, my Metro card, so I'm, or whatever yeah. it's called, the CTA card. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not going to waste it 
going to this party and then going back, I'm just going to walk it. It's fine. So I set out, you know, down State Street. I forget that at a certain point in the downtown area, there's this State Street splits into north and south. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking down South State Street for fucking ever. I look at the invite again. It says North State Street. I'm like, fuck, goddamn son of a bitch. I turn around. Again, Keens, you know, not not great shoes to walk in city streets on. <sighs> turn my ass around, get a Diet Coke at the, the Walgreens. and Again, 20 minutes in the other direction to go up to North State Street. At this point, I'm wearing a, a shirt from fucking... Uh, some website where it was like, how is my blogging dial 1-800-EAT-SHIT? You know, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you had something um, smart, yeah. <laughs> some stupid-ass headband I had on to keep myself from sweating. I'm fucking... Yeah, I'm because off. you still had hair. It was thinning at that point. And it was bountiful. I, I remember <laughs> I, I looked at some photos I, I've taken. I took of you, like, you <laughs> like, know, oh, yeah, 2011, yeah. 2010-ish. And, yeah. like, what a beautiful head of hair that guy had. I hope he appreciated it. I'm already red. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm chafing. It's just a bit. You got the chub rub going. Oh, it's fantastic. And I, <laughs> I get to this fucking hotel, and there's nobody but the reps for the company. And I was like, this invite says something about like a DJ set. This says something about like, you know, so and so is going to be here. I asked the guy running it. He's like, well, you know, they're, they're all at Grand Park. They're all, I'm like, the fuck am I doing here then? So I'm sitting there, again, shitty blog t-shirt, shorts, keens, red as a fucking tomato, sweating my ass off, and then even offered me a free drink. I said, can I, you know, can I have one of, oh, it's $10. I got fucking no cash on me. I'm like, oh, well, well, never mind that. So <laughs> I spent like 20 minutes at this fucking stupid ass. You probably was just at this point like, well, I'm in the air conditioning. Pretty much. Yeah. I just I sat down for a while. I'm like, I don't know. I'm here. I'm going to hang out. Nobody comes and goes. It's all just like reps and people who are like there to sell shampoo. And I'm like, well. Did you even get any shampoo? I got a sampler. And I used it on the last day. And it was pretty nice shampoo. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's fine. But it was not worth the hour and a half I lost walking back and forth. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think this is like the third time you've told me this story. This is the most depressing telling of it. Is, it. it is probably well, because it's probably the one that I go into most detail because I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, it's like, I mean, like, I, I think you've told this story before and you, you pop it up a little bit. This is a really like feel like a direct dry telling of events. <laughs> I mean, I fucked up. Like, <laughs> I got I got a I got a thing and I said, well, let's go to the thing. Woo boy. <laughs> it was not worth my time. I hate to have my time wasted. I fucking and and I did it to myself because I bought into the hype of some fucking. I, I did. I, I Who was even fuck. supposed to be like the DJ? I don't even remember. I'm sure I have it somewhere. I'm sure I have that fucking piece of paper because I'm still mad about it. But <laughs> like, it was supposed to be some guest DJ set, but they weren't there yet. It's middle of the day. I'm just hang, I'm I'm sitting there. These guys obviously they look at me and they're like, "Who the fuck is this guy? What the fuck?" Complete waste of time. And I missed like four or five bands I could have written about. But again, I looked at the schedule. I was like, oh, that's fine. And I uh, kind of wish I hadn't. Because you, you never know. You never know. You go to a festival like this happens. 
I went to Warp Tour, you know, a couple times during my lifetime. And I found some fucking bands that I just absolutely adore, just wandering around. Like a Betty Blowtorch. Fucking mm-hmm. love that band. Glue, this rapper from, from New Hampshire. Right? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. seemingly random shit. And you just like wander into it and go, oh, that's pretty fucking dope. Um, this Texas band called the Mag Seven, Magnificent Seven. And they're an instrumental alt country uh, band, but it sounds like they're doing a score for like a, a spaghetti western. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> and so, like, shit like that will happen. So I was like, well, fuck, I just wasted an hour and a half when I could have had one of those moments. I think that about does it for the God, program. Yeah, we've really we, fucking... we chewed on this bone enough. Yeah, we've, uh, <laughs> much like one of my dad's dogs, we got to keep it away from the children. We do indeed. Well, uh, <laughs> this is the part of the show where we tell people where to find us online. Brian, where can we find you? You want to tell me weird stories about your dad? Uh, you can find me uh, at ishotgidbor. That's I S H O T G U I D B O R D on Instagram, Twitter, and Blue Sky. Blue Sky. And um, if you want to check out my music photography, you can go to uh, assholemusicphotographer.com. Now, do you have the Lollapalooza shots up on Asshole? Yeah, you uh, on the left side of my portfolio page, there's a link for gallery or archives. I think it's archives at this point. And you can go through all of the stuff. You can see my more recent uh, galleries I have up. Which you should. 2013, Lollapalooza. All three days are up there. Music and writing at and the music or a musicphotographer.com. You can also see my work and the work of many other talented people in the St. Louis area at theartsstl.com. Uh, Jason, where can they tell you about their shampoo preferences? (laughs) Tell me your shampoo stories at Videocrime, V-I-D-E-O-C-R-I-M-E. That's most social medias, including Twitter or X or whatever the fuck. And Blue Sky. uh, You can also find me on TikTok and Instagram as at LaserGooseCEO. That's laser with an S, you Philistines. You can also send us a voicemail, leave us a message, or if you're very, very lucky, I may actually pick up the phone, 314-246-9766. That's 314-AHOY-POO. I like to spell with your telephone. You can also send us an email, Jason at 48MinutesDogsBarking.com or Brian with a Y at 48MinutesDogsBarking.com. If you've got interesting tips and tidbits or recipes for cake or whatever the hell you want to send us, do that very thing. You can also support the show, patreon.com slash four eight minutes of dogs. A little bit of music, I think, is in order. We're going to leave you a little something from a group called the ILYs. This is members of Death Grips doing a little bit of something different. Oh, really? Yeah, it's uh, from a record called Scum with Boundaries. <laughs> Songs called Doing Things That Artists Do. And as we always say at this time, namaste and good luck. Bye-bye. Bye.